0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about fantasy football in the NFL at large for SportingNews.com. So if you come to the site right now, Week 9, got the picks against the spread up there for you. Did pretty well last week with the six teams on by, six teams on by again this week, and also the start them, sit column I call the decider. That's up for Week 9. That's what we do here in Lineup Thursdays after we do the... Kind of the deep dive into the matchups, all the games on Matchup Wednesday. We kind of more look, lineup specific questions there. One guy versus the other. And later in the show, we'll get some more help on that, on the three biggest games of the week in terms of fantasy football potential. The Buccaneers, Saints, Colts, Texans, and Chiefs, Cowboys from Jeff Ratcliffe, the director of fantasy for Pro Football Focus. He'll be back with us for the show. We'll be excited to talk him and get his insight on the biggest matchups of the week but before then we'll dive right into the quarterbacks and Dak Prescott and Alex Smith speaking of Cowboys Chiefs this should be a pretty good game back and forth Prescott has no Ezekiel Elliott so he's gonna have to put the ball up in the air which is not a bad proposition against a Chiefs secondary that's struggling so High volume here, game flow, all that favors Prescott. No more elements for him or Alex Smith or bad this that are going to be in play here that they'll go back and forth. So good, perfect storm for Prescott and Smith to be in a shootout, and that means good fantasy points, and both are locked in as quarterbacks that you must start this week. Derek Carr is another guy I really like at the Dolphins. It's another primetime spot. It's Sunday night football, but you could, uh, Derek Carr, his receivers have good matchups. The Dolphins' secondary is struggling, really kind of in free fall here up front as well. So Carr, the Raiders should win this game, and uh, I think Carr will have a good game to lead them to victory. Matthew Stafford, you look at this Green Bay secondary, still banged up, beat up, where you can exploit them. We know the volume is going to be there for Stafford, so with Golden Tate and Marvin Jones Jr. having good matchups, Stafford's going to come through, even if he might have a f- couple hits there, sacks, maybe a turnover, I think, it'll still be a very highly productive game. And remember, he threw for 400 yards without a touchdown. Last week, he'll take 300 or even 250 with a couple scores. This one, Matt Ryan played really well in the rain against the Jets last week. did have a couple lost fumbles, but the key there was getting those complimentary receivers involved, Mohamed Sanu and Austin Hooper. That's going to open things up for Julio Jones and a good matchup with James Bradbury this week. So Matt Ryan back on track. I think he gets going here with a solid game, one of his best games of the season here against the Panthers. Drew Brees and Carson Wentz have played well as uh, visiting quarterbacks to Carolina. I think that continues here. If you're going a little deeper, if you're going for... Jared Goff as a streamer here with no Tom Brady. He might be looking for one week. He's kind of the safer play, so to speak. I think he could have two touchdowns in this game easily against the Giants with no uh, Jenner or Jenkins on the other side. He's pretty safe. I don't think it's a high upside because of Todd Gurley. But Jay Cutler, if you're going for a high risk, high reward, you go more there. Devontae Parker's returning. Parker and Landry have very good matchups against the Raiders. Secondary, the volume should be high for Cutler here to have his most productive game of the season especially with no jhi on the other side so high scoring game sneaky one there miami and oakland if you're going on the cheaper side and want to go a little contrarian we'll get more of the colts texans game with jeff but jacoby Prissett, he is coming off a multi-touchdown game he does have jack doyle there to be productive six $1,500 1500 is the price on FanDuel. So if you want to really load up on backs in a tight week and you want to have some workhorses and uh, t- take advantage of maybe some good wide receiver matchups as well, I think this is a good time to uh, plug in Brissette. If you want to go contrarian and uh, save some money, I think you can get a decent play that uh, out kind of values where he was priced here in FanDuel and take advantage of that. On the sit side, I don't really like Cam Newton. I just don't trust him. We know Calvin Benjamin. He's had a lot of rough home games. I don't know if he'll run effectively either with the speed of the Falcons running back. So I I just don't trust him at all. Kirk Cousins, after a bad game in the rain at home against the Cowboys, cannot play him at Seattle. Jameis Winston, you look at him and that matchup there far away in New Orleans. Bad shoulder, questionable pass. Weapons that are struggling against a good pass defense, i go away from there. Andy Dalton can go right back to your bench. He's playing the Jaguars in that nasty pass defense on the road. No thanks. Probably can go right and in back into the waiver wire. And then, yeah, Marcus Mariota. I think it's going to be a run-heavy game for the Titans, the Ravens defense. you got to go after them with the run because they're very good against the pass. So Marcus Mariota, 7,800 in FanDuel. I think you could do better elsewhere for a better price. At running back, uh, we have uh, DeMarco Murray and as a start here. I really like him coming off the bye. No more hamstring issues against uh, Baltimore. Baltimore, again, you run it. It's a good transition from Mario to Murray. So I think he's going to be very effective. I don't really like Cam Newton, but I do like Christian McCaffrey because he's the quick, speedy back. The Falcons have some speed and quickness back there, so you got to beat speed with speed. McCaffrey's going to get a higher volume for sure, guaranteed, with no Kelvin Benjamin. So, good PPR play. I think he could also turn into a good standard play for you this week. As well, maybe topping 100 yards total from scrimmage. Amir Abdullah, people are frustrated with him, but be patient. The touches will come. They just play from behind. I don't think that's going to be the case in Green Bay. The game will be close enough where Abdullah will get the touches. And they got to realize this guy's special. They wanted bigger things from him, but... Key division game, I think you'll see more from Abdullah. I think Joe Mixon, again, I wish guy you'd wish that you'd see be used more like McCaffrey and Abdullah, but he's going to get involved in the pass game, and the Jaguars can be run on here a little bit, so they're going to find any success offensively beyond maybe a few shots to A.J. Green, maybe beating some tough corner coverage. It's going to be Mixon underneath. And Orleans Darkwa, the Rams' run defense is vulnerable. Darkwa has proved to be pretty strong in these type of matchups, so I think they're going to trust him a little bit, grind this game out, try to get a victory here post-buy, and Darkwa is the guy to look at. 6800 on FanDuel, that's the price for Adrian Peterson. The matchup says the 49ers allow the most points in fancy defenses, so purely matchup-based play. Maybe the Adrian Peterson that showed up in Tampa Bay will be here in this game, and uh, it's a favorable matchup for sure. So I I think you can uh, look at Peterson as getting a high volume, especially with Drew Stanton in there to run. And I think that's where you look at him. CJ Anderson. I'm not thrilled about on the sit side at the Eagles. The Eagles front is stuff against run. Yeah. Brock Osweiler here. And then Anderson's also losing more and more touches to Charles and Booker. So very low ceiling there for Anderson. You probably have to play him in standard leagues, but expect seven or eight points at most. Again, Carlos Hyde, You're looking at him. Another tough matchup here. against the Cardinals. Uh, run defense, and it's C.J. Bethard, so they can gang up to stop Hyde easily. Al Collins I don't really love. The Titans have actually been pretty good against the run, so I think they'll cool off the Ravens running back. Marshawn Lynch, he's coming back from suspension, but that doesn't mean you're playing him just because he's playing. It's a tough situation. You're hoping for a touchdown every time you put him out there, and that's very difficult. Marlon Mack I don't really love either. The Texans are pretty good against running backs both in the rushing attack and passing game, so... Go away from there. And 6,700, that's a price there for Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson has been outstanding for most of the season for the Redskins because the PPR value that he has and uh, always catching passes being the extension of the running game, being the only running game there. But it's the Seahawks this week. I think you can do better, especially with a lot of good bargain packs. When you look at uh, McCaffrey at 6,100, I mentioned Peterson at 6,800. There are better ways to go in your backfield for bargain, even uh, Aaron Jones around the same price, sixty nine hundred. So, I would look more to go in that directions. Now, we go to uh, wide receivers here, and uh, the uh, starts that I really like are Marvin Jones, and I mentioned uh, Jones. And Golden Tate having good matchups. I remember Jones went off for like 200 yards in Lambeau last year with a big, big game there, and I think he's going to be a guy that's going to get open and make some big plays again, coming off a great game against the Steelers. T.Y. Hilton, well, he, he's kind of a boom or bust play, but I think he's worth it if you're struggling at wide receiver three. A lot of people are on buy, especially when you look at the teams that are off, the Patriots, Steelers, Chargers. These are some teams that normally you trust for receivers, so... If you're going uh, boom or bust, I think it's an all-or-nothing play. Keep that in mind. Maybe a DFS contrarian play. T.Y. Hilton, I think you look at him. Jeremy Macklin, I do like him coming off the shoulder injury. He did score against Miami. I think he keeps it up against another bad secondary this week in Tennessee. Cooper Cup is the best Rams receiver I can trust. I think Robert Woods is a close second. I don't really like Sammy Watkins, even though Janoris Jenkins is out of this game. I can't trust him, so... I also don't trust the Rams to be able to throw downfield too much. A lot of Cooper Cup in this one. I mentioned Hooper and Sanu. I really like Sanu here as a start against uh, Captain Munderland. Good matchup. And on the Giants side, don't forget about Sterling Shepard coming back from the ankle injury, most likely. To face this Rams secondary, I think Evan Ingram is a guy that's going to be more contained and taken away, so that does help the potential there for what Shepard can do for Eli Manning. the DFS bargain, you have uh, Ted Ginn Jr., 5700 on FanDuel. I think you look at uh, that price, it's very good. Good start. We'll get in more into that with uh, Jeff Ratcliffe there with this Buccaneers second year. a bit of a mess. Overplayed their hand and played over their head last week, but I think you can go a little bit away from that this week and uh, trust that uh, they'll go back to being a struggling team. Pierre Garcon is a sit here for me. He's got a neck injury. He may not play. I don't really like Marquise Goodwin or Aldrich Robinson either if they move up, even though the numbers say the Cardinals give up a lot. Not to not with Patrick Peterson and Garcon banged up against Peterson doesn't sound good. On the other side, I don't really like John Brown. Even though the matchup is very good, I can't trust Drew Stan beyond throwing to Larry Fitzgerald this week. Sean Jackson, the matchup is not very good against the Saints. Nelson Aguilar gets the no-fly zone. Chris Harris Jr., that's a really hard matchup for Aguilar. I don't see him getting going this week. I don't like any of the Titans this week against that Ravens secondary. That includes Corey Davis and Rashard Matthews. And the Redskins, that includes Josh Dox and James Crowder, and certainly uh, Terrell Pryor, who really has done nothing and is off the radar for sure. And then Devin Funches, everyone's on him at 6,100 on Fanduel. I do not like it at all. Yeah, Everyone's looking at the target snaps, volumes, elevated roll, but that only means he's going to get better coverage, and he's not a great receiver to beat that coverage, so I think with no other options there, Desmond Truffaut, maybe some bracket, they can take away Funches in this game, for sure. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have asked me for advice, who's going to win, like Falcons or Panthers? buccaneers or saints. Well, let me tell you where you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting on. So that's why I always tell people to go to mybookie.ag. Mybookie has been in this business for years and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses so right off the bat you're making money for doing nothing. And they have the fastest payout. Seriously, you can get paid in just 2 business days. So you know who's going to win, right? Lay down some cash and win big today and MyBookie bookie has been good to me that's why i'm urging you to go there you win they pay they have live in-game betting the most rewarding player perks in the business and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze join now and my bookie will match your deposit with up to a hundred percent bonus use the promo code locked on that's locked on one word and you'll get that deposit bonus to activate the offer visit mybookie.ag today enter the promo code locked on you win you play you get paid you can only win when you go to my bookie it's just such a great experience there enter that promo code and take advantage of that bonus today. Welcome back into Locked on Fantasy Football for Light Up Thursdays, and joining me now is Director of Fantasy for Pro Football Focus, Jeff Ratcliffe. How's it going, Jeff?
1: Fantastic. I can't believe we're already at week nine. I mean, half of the fantasy football season is out of the way, but uh, excited for another week of football.
0: Yeah, we have some intriguing matchups for sure. Another six teams on by here, so maybe some guys that people are extending to play that they normally wouldn't play. We'll start with the uh, one game that was pretty intriguing to me, it's got a high over under on this week. The Buccaneers travel to the Saints. And do you trust a lot in this uh, Tampa Bay offense right now going into this one?
1: Well, you know, there are parts of this offense that I think we could possibly trust, but yeah, you're right there. Uh, there's a lot of situations at play. I mean, you look at Jameis Winston dealing with the shoulder injury. Now I'm not going to read too much into last week because of the wind. That was a factor in that contest that completely impacted the passing game for both teams, but the shoulder injury, I mean, we are hearing he's fine, but how fine is he? And he of course is the type of player who certainly would play through an injury. Um, Then beyond that, Mike Evans, I'm a little worried about for this matchup. I think that generally speaking, the public is a little slow. The fantasy playing public is a little slow to come to this realization that New Orleans' their secondary is actually really good. It's not bad like it was last year. Now, Kenny Vaccaro in the slot, okay, he's a liability, but Marshawn Lattimore is he's been one of the best corners in the league this season, and we've seen the Saints trust the rookie to shadow opposing number ones. He could be on Mike Evans in this one, and Mike Evans will still see plenty of targets, but he could hold Evans in check. I don't think you ever sit Evans if you're in a season-long league, but if you're looking at DFS, it is really tough to trust Evans. I actually think that of, of all the plays, you know, Adam Humphreys is kind of a sneaky one. Now I'm not going to use him in most leagues, but maybe a little bit in DFS uh as as a as a sneaky under-the-radar play. If anything, though, Cameron Brate for me kind of stands out. I think if if you have you know, sort of the clamps on the wide receivers, we've seen Tampa say, all right, fine, we'll just throw it to our tight end. So Cameron Brait, maybe we see a little bit more O.J. Howard this week than we've seen over the past two weeks. And then Doug Martin should still see plenty of volume in in a game with this high of an over-under.
0: Now, another question that a lot of fantasy owners have had of late is Drew Brees. Unfortunately, the Saints being good and being able to run the football and play good defense has kind of come kind of to Brees. He's not the automatic uh, guy that you expect every week. But this looks like a chance to get going here against the secondary.
1: It certainly does. And the secondary last week, I mean, credit where credit was due. The wind, of course, impacted, but they did do a good job despite being down two starters. No McLean, no Grimes in that one. Uh, We'll see if these guys get back on the field this week. Regardless, though, I'm not worried about it for... New Orleans. In fact, I, you know, I'm I'm concerned about Mike Evans' matchup. I love Michael Thomas's matchup, and I think this this has the potential to be maybe one of his highest fantasy scoring games of the season, especially if McLean is out there. McLean's almost averaging. Uh, it's 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 almost 80 percent uh, of his targets are being caught. I think it's 77 point whatever right now. Uh, so super close there. That's a very, very, very high number for cornerbacks. I want to see that number more like 60 percent, uh, certainly not over 70 or close to 80. So I like that. Uh, Willie Sneed, people have, have sort of asking about him. I think you drop him at this point. We we saw the writing was on the wall for this because the Saints said, hey, we really like Brandon Coleman. But a lot of times in fantasy realm, in the fantasy realm, we don't want to believe what we hear, but we should believe it. Brandon Coleman is playing good football, and he is ahead of Willie Snead on that depth chart. This could be a week, by the way, where I do think Breeze gets back on track. I, I'm I'm using him in DFS, and obviously in season long you use him. But this could be another one of those weeks where we see possibly a long Ted Ginn touchdown. Uh, We we have seen Tampa be exposed in the secondary. So, you know, if you wanted to take a flyer on Ginn, I mean, six teams on by, you might have to. I think this is the week to do it.
0: Now, another game that we're looking to, obviously, for a lot of fantasy football production, because Deshaun Watson is involved, is the Colts traveling to play the Texans. And everyone can see that you want to try to get as many Texans as you want in your lineup this week. But on the Colts side, I think there's some intriguing plays here. We just found out that Andrew Luck is officially an IR, so Jacoby Brissett is going to be your starter for the season going forward. This matchup is pretty good. Do you like some of the Colts sneakily in this one? Uh,
1: not really, actually. <laughs> uh, and and it is it is the concern about Jacoby Brissett. It's it's uh, two weeks ago he was he had arguably the worst quarterback performance of any quarterback this season. And that's saying something when you're comparing against guys like, uh, Deshaun Kaiser this season, it was dreadful. Now, granted it was against the Jags. So to be fair, but last week, I thought Brissett was actually pretty good, and he obviously showed that connection with Jack Doyle. So, if anything, yeah, Jack Doyle, he's a tight end one for me. It's really risky to trust T.Y. Hilton. I want to believe in T.Y. Hilton. I want to believe a rebound happens. I want to believe that deep ball that we saw out of Brissett earlier this season uh, shows it, or uh, it surfaces again. But I, I just am not willing to trust him as anything more than a fringe wide receiver, too. Now, again, six teams on by, you might have to use him. Um, I know a lot of folks are going to look at Marlon Mack. His role in the passing game has expanded since uh, Robert Turbin went down, but Mack is also volatile. When you have a guy who doesn't get a lot of touches, that volatility from week to week is just not ideal to use as like an RB2, for example. So, you know, electric upside, I like him on my bench, but I'm trying not to start him this week. And then even, you know, Frank Gore just doesn't have a high enough ceiling to deserve a starting uh, fantasy spot. So for me, I mean, if anything, I think I'm excited about Jack Doyle, but I don't. I don't. I, w- I wouldn't classify him necessarily as a sneaky play. I think everybody is aware of that by this point.
0: Okay, we move on to a, another game. Sticking with another t- team in the state of Texas, the Cowboys and Chiefs. Everyone's obviously going to have a lot of shares of this game, potential high scoring one. Of course, no Ezekiel Elliott. How do you see this one playing out?
1: Yeah, you, you you said it. Potentially high scoring. and I think it's favorable matchups for both passing games is which, what's going to help drive the score up in this one. So you look to the Cowboys side, Dak Prescott, not necessarily a prolific passer, but he can sling the rock around the field if necessary. And I don't think we'll see, you know, Matthew Stafford attempt numbers in this one, like 55, 60 attempts. But I do expect a little bit more leaning on the pass game. Bodes positively for Des Bryant. Now, the uh, Chiefs did change their secondary up. They got Terrence Mitchell off the field. They got Philip Gaines off the field. And instead, we're relying on Kenneth Acker and Steven Nelson last week, along with Marcus Peters. So it's a little bit better, but I still like the matchup a lot for Dez. Uh, Jason Witten is in play as a back-end tight end one. The running back situation is a bit of a mess, though. I, I think if you had to choose one, and it's not going to be what people want me to say – I'm saying Darren McFadden. And the reason is pretty simple. I don't see Morris contributing, Alfred Morris contributing in passing down situations. And I have heard that it, the leash is relatively short with him in early down work. If he struggles quickly, they may pull the plug on him. We may see more McFadden. We may even see Rod Smith out there. So I, I would rather have McFadden, but I don't want to start either of them in this contest, McFadden or Morris. Uh, on the other side, Alex Smith, his breakout season in his like uh, 35th year in the NFL continues, and you got to fire him up as a quarterback one. I like Tyreek Hill to rebound from last week. Obviously, Travis Kelsey showed us his ceiling is enormous. Uh, and then this is the week where the scoring drought ends for Kareem Hunt. He's been just as good all season long. Just because he's not finding the end zone doesn't mean he's not playing well. He's been playing darn good football, but I do think he finds the end zone this week. I actually have him as my top overall play uh, in in this contest, so I think he gets in on the scoring bonanza that we're going to see in this one.
0: Well, Jeff, thanks a lot for your insight as usual. Please tell our listeners where they can listen to you and see you on Breaking Down Week 9.
1: Sure, absolutely. Uh, Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, 10 to 11 a.m. Eastern. And then on Sunday mornings, CBS Sports Network on your cable provider uh, from 8 to noon Eastern uh, on that other pregame show.
0: All right, guys, you heard that. Uh, Check out Jeff and his work at Pro Football Focus. They do an excellent job. The wide receiver cornerback matchups and the tight end matchups, two of my favorite things there that they do every week. Talk to you next week, Jeff. Absolutely. Well, thanks again to Jeff Rackley for joining us. We'll wrap up the show here with the tight ends and defenses that we're looking at for this week. With the tight ends, uh, key guys on by, of course, is Rob Gronkowski, but when you look at uh, some of the matchups this week, uh, Jimmy Graham, I think, is elevated now every week, start, the way he's playing, and Cameron Brait as well, so those guys are in your lineup as well as Zach Ertz and Travis Kelsey. But one guy I'm looking at is Delaney Walker. He doesn't have an ankle, so we're going to be a little concerned about him. But he should be okay playing. I think as bad as the matchup is for the Ravens, there for the Titans against their wide receivers, you look at the tight end spot, the Ravens are vulnerable there because of their coverage inside. So I think it's going to be a lot of Walker as well as the running game for the Titans. A simple matchup. Matchup that uh, usually in home they follow through with that game plan, run a lot, and throw to Walker. Jack Doyle, you heard Jeff talk about him. He's the one reliable source here in this Colts passing game, and it's a good matchup for sure against the Texans. Hooper, I mentioned with Sanu, I think inside is going to be open there for the, the Falcons against the Panthers, so I think it's going to be a nice day for all those weapons for Ryan. Tyler Higbee, the Giants have given up a passing touchdown to a tight end every week so Higby is a better choice than Gerald Everett if you're going for a deep league dice roll and Ryan Griffin another deep league play if you're looking for that one replacement for Gronkowski one of these guys could come through for you for sure. Ryan Griffin is lower TD upside but can be something like 5 for 50 in this game and you can take that as a adequate Gronk replacement. Jared Cook it's not the easiest matchup necessarily if he gets Rashad Jones, but at 5,500 on FanDuel, I really like the price. And I mentioned I really like the Raiders passing game this one. So I would look at him if you're just looking for someone cheap to get away with at that position this week. On the sit side, I don't really like Jason Witten as much. I think he could be definitely involved, but it's just chief secondary is playing a little bit better with Daniel Sorensen, playing better as the replacement for Eric Berry. So I think it could be more of the Cowboys' random wide receivers like Terrence Williams and Bryce Butler. You can't trust any of those guys, or Cole Beasley as much, but they could be splitting some uh, action here away from Des Bryant. Vernon Davis, I don't like at all. No Jordan Reed, so figure to get more targets, but I don't really like the matchup against the Seahawks. A.J. Derby, he's not going to do much against the Eagles. I know the Eagles have given up a lot in terms of numbers for the tight end, but Derby's just a pedestrian guy. He's not going to score a game this week. And yeah, have Brock Osweiler coming in. I think he's going to look more to the wide receivers. That's Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. Eric Ebron had one big play to help his game against the Steelers, but he's on the team still, but uh, that's about it. You're not playing him. Benjamin Watson, Titans have actually been pretty good against the tight end. Watson is really a touchdown dependent guy at this point, And, uh, Not interesting at all in standard leagues. Martellus Bennett shouldn't be really involved in any leagues at this point, even with uh, the whole notion of Brett Hundley throwing to the security blanket. He's got other guys to be that guy. Evan Ingram, I mentioned earlier that the Rams are good against a tight end. That's going to help Sterling Shepard. I think you have to fade Ingram in relation, especially on FanDuel 6300. I know he's been rather productive, but coming off the bye, I think I can go elsewhere for a better play. Defense special teams, Jaguars against the Bengals, great matchup. Eagles against the Broncos at home. Seahawks against the Redskins. Cardinals are maybe the one that's not as obvious play, but a strong play here. One of the four best of the week against San Francisco and C.J. Beathard. I also like the Texans. Jacoby Brissett and the mistakes are going to be there, even with some of the production. And uh, so you like the Colts giving up something there. The Saints are at home. The Buccaneers... I think Doug Martin, as uh, Jeff mentioned, can have a good game here, but it could be a struggle for the quarterback. Some uh, turnovers potentially there. The Saints have been good in pass defense, and they play well at home. So good play for another week there. And then the Packers are a bit of a sneaky play, I think. The Lions are giving up more and more things to opposing defenses. And so Matthew Stafford could have a big game, but not necessarily a clean one where the Packers – could put the finishing touches on a surprise win there late. And then you look at the Falcons, 4400 on FanDuel. Very good price. Cam Newton I don't trust. I think he can make a lot more mistakes. This team can get after him a little bit. So I think some sacks and takeaways are in the offing there. The Rams I just cool off on. I think they've been ranked high, I've seen this week. But the Giants offense has got some more things together. Eli's protecting the ball in general. And he's getting the ball out quickly. There's not a lot of opportunities for sacks. So Eli Manning is not the most friendliest to turnovers the way you think he is. Chiefs, you can't start. Or the Cowboys in that shootout. Broncos, you have to sit at Philadelphia against that potent offense. Really, the Broncos have not been good for most of the season, just in name only. Lions, uh, I don't really like them. I think Brett Hundley protects the ball. And Aaron Jones will help them run well in Green Bay. And then you look at the Ravens. The Titans usually play well at home offensively, and the uh, Ravens are going to go back to not being played. So up and down team for sure. Baltimore is in fantasy. They have some monster games and some terrible games, and this is one of those. So there you have it. There's uh, your lineup Thursday to wrap up Week 9. It was an action-packed show for sure. Thanks again to Jeff Ratcliffe of Pro Football Focus. Thanks again to my bookie for sponsoring the show, and make sure you go to mybookie.ag and use that promo code Locked On to get that 100% bonus and uh, take advantage of that to uh, get in the game a little bit more for the second half of the season. So for Locked On Fantasy Football, for the entire Locked On Network, NFL and NBA channels, this is Vinny Iyer. We'll see you next week. Good luck in all the games in Week 9.